Welcome back to the Advocates Podcast. I am your host, Tracy Gilchrist, and I'm here with my co-host, Kimberly Eaton. Hi. Thanks for coming back, Kimberly. I wasn't sure if you would after the first time. <laughs> but you were so good. I mean, what else was I going to do today, right? No, I'm just <laughs> exactly. So we also have a writer, and um, I will call her a social media influencer, although she wow. just Ooh. kind of you know, rebuffs that a little bit. Um, Jill Gutowitz, who is just so funny on social media, and we just had to have her on to talk about the Golden Globes. Yay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say that I was going to hope that you were going to introduce us as, quote unquote, my bitches. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? But oh my God. I'm not going to tell you to take it from the top. I'm just going to oh, say wishful thinking. We my God. waved for flirtatiously and everything. Mm-hmm. Missed opportunity. It's fine. <laughs> and as Olivia Coleman says, you know, these two hotties. So, uh, right. God damn it. I really, I screwed up. But you know, I'm overstimulated. I get it. Because, well, you don't know what I did. It was a real night for you. It was a real night for me. We're talking about the Golden Globes. I mean, we just did a deep dive It was a real night for hashtag 20 by teen. Thanks. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very good night. Um, But yeah, so I started yesterday, well, with yoga. That's just what it is. And then (laughs) I actually forced myself to go downtown to the very last day that I could see Kate Blanchett in Manifesto. What? Wow. Yeah, it's an art gallery. There's a film, so you can watch the film. But... So Why didn't my phone ring? Yeah, what? What? I'm it was upset. a last what? minute. A last <laughs> minute. I will cancel plans. I will. I feel attacked. I will. I'm a terrible yeah. I will murder oh people. God. Because yeah. it, rather than say no to plans that I've already made, I would murder someone. Be like, yes. I gotta go. Yeah. Also, like nothing could make me go downtown except for Kate <laughs> <Except> for- <laughs> <laughs> right. in more than one way. No, oh no, I'm just kidding. Same. And I forced myself. And I have to say, it was super like all these cool looking people and like people notice me like women men like cool looking people i usually just get nobody even looks at me twice when i go to west hollywood but <laughs> i was downtown it was just like this energy it was really fun Ooh. and then um you know so the kate blanchett manifesto it's kate doing 13 characters reading artists manifestos on 13 screens. I'm so upset right now. I know. I'm really sorry. Am. I didn't even. I really I'm am. sorry. No. Maybe we should start I'm again. Upset. <laughs> Forget. F this. I'm out. <laughs> so anyway, I was already super overstimulated. Yes. And um, Allison, our producer, and I are gonna have to discuss this later because Allison saw it in New York um, when it first happened, um, and then of course the Golden Globes. Mm. So anyway, um, that's why I'm not on my game. But (laughs) that was a long way of saying I'm not on my game. Anyway, um, we are going to talk about the Golden Globe Awards, and then we're going to go into what Jill does a little bit, because she's got a very interesting, lively online persona. And then we really want to talk about the fact that it is the L Word's 15th anniversary since the day that it premiered in 2004. And so we're all going to share our takes on the L Word. So, all right. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Yay, thanks for having us. Yeah. Absolutely. So, okay, Golden Globes. Um, where should we start? Favorite moments? Favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Just like chanting. Oh. The favorite <laughs> moments. <laughs> favorite, 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 favorite. favorite. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, clearly we were all excited when Olivia Coleman won yes. for Best Actress in a Comedy. Beautiful yeah, and she's so delightful. She really is. Yeah. I, I wrote about that last night about like how, I mean, th- they had two really good moments, the cast. One when Olivia Coleman won and she thanked my mm-hmm. bitches and Rachel Weisz, like gave her a little flirty wave. <laughs> and then the other was when the three of them presented together and they were oh. just like, it was like lesbian joke after lesbian joke. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, this is awesome. Like, I don't, like, this is exactly as gay as the Golden Globes should be. It should be that You know gay. what I mean? Yeah. I and now that we know the bar has been raised mm-hmm. in all yeah. future Golden Globes. Need to be gay or real gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Globes this year in general are super, super gay. Like there's like almost everything nominated has something queer in a category, you know, whether it's like an actor or a queer character or a movie or, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, you know, we did a whole thing before the holidays mm-hmm. about this was the, I think, I haven't done my full research, but I think it was the queerest year ever for films uh, mm-hmm. that were released in Probably, theaters. Yeah. There were, I had been keeping a tally and I was up to 
more than 35 wow. at one point. So yeah, some of them are really small and maybe got released in a the theater for a minute. But, um, but you know, then we had The Favorite, which I think not only is it queer, but I think it's the best film of the year. Oh, yeah. I really do. Like, um, just stylistically, the I just think it's the best constructed film of the year. If it were not queer women... I don't know how I would have felt, but you know, Phantom Thread was my favorite last year, and that's not even right. remotely queer. So, well, I think that that's what makes it. I've, I've said this like literally one thousand times online, and I will keep saying it until I die. That like I think what makes the favorite so special is that it it is a queer and b so funny because I think it's so rare that we get to have like a really quality like film like cinema you know what right. I mean yeah where it's also like the queer characters the queer female characters get to be like funny and brash and awful fully dimensional you know? right like, yeah like yeah like, usually it's, like, we, you know, I love a, like, dreary sob story, lesbian sob story as I much as too. the next. Like, I, I do, too. Watch Disobedience on Amazon Prime once a week. But <laughs> I'm, I am They're like, welcome behind. back, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I literally, like, every time I turn on my TV, you know how it has, like, all the apps on your, like, thing? Yeah. It just says, for the first thing says Disobedience, and then Netflix. <laughs> it's like, do you want to just return to this, or Amazing. do you want to go to Netflix? I'm like, no, I want to go to this. I haven't seen it since um, April, so I'm, I'm following behind but is that when we saw we saw it um on the friday that it was released Mm. and then i had made plans to see it with a friend of mine who then blew me off but i was like well fuck i'm still gonna go so i invited my friend rick and so he and i saw that was my fourth time because i had screened it twice Mm -hmm. um in order to interview rachel vice so well yeah you've really had a year yeah i had a great year i'm when i was watching the globes last night i was like Oh, well, there's Rachel Weiss. I interviewed her. There's uh-huh. Olivia Coleman. I interviewed her. Richard E. Grant, Saoirse Ronan, and um, there's one I'm forgetting, but there were five people mm-hmm. in that room. Oh, um, I know who it is. Uh, the Mary Queen of Scots. Oh, Saoirse. Uh, no, Saoirse. No, no. I didn't see Margot. Oh, I thought you said you interviewed Margot. I did. You did, but, but uh, I didn't see her in the room. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Anyway, I'll think about it. But yeah, right. I, I had a great year. I was really wow. excited. So that was fun. Or maybe she was there and the cameramen weren't doing their jobs. I mean, the <laughs> camera person. Absolutely not doing their job. Camera yeah, folks. it was a little wild. Somebody yeah. was like, are the camera people on roller skates? So what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> I forget who said it, but I died. I was like, yep. I think there's a woman on Twitter that you told me to follow. I can't remember her name. Um, I really can't remember her name, but she's very funny. Mm-hmm. Is it Akila Akila Hughes? Hughes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I think it was oh, her. Oh God, she was not and having she... it last night. She's like, "Is this still going on?" I quit. She said, "Is this being produced by a potato?" Yes. <laughs> that killed me. That absolutely killed me. One hundred percent. That's so funny. Yeah. So good. Anyway, um, so moving on. So we love the favorite. I'm a little concerned. Um, you know, to Jill's point about how we love this film because these are women who are strong, they're brash, they're funny. Also, the men are completely irrelevant, which was the case with Carol. And I really am worried that because these men can't relate, cis straight guys, Mm -hmm. because gay men love this movie because everyone's so bitchy. Um, (laughs) I really think that um, it's going to have problems at the Oscars. And I don't don't know if Olivia Coleman, I think Glenn Close, Close will beat her. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, the Academy is like has more women and people of color and like more diversity this year than ever before in the past. So <clears throat> I don't know if that will change anything for them. Hopefully, yeah. Um, unless the uh, unless it's like yeah. American politics and the men <laughs> count as like electorate votes where that carries more swing. I don't know. Yeah, I, think I feel that like that would happen. I also. do. Women are yeah. in California and the men are yeah. in Wyoming, right? Yeah. And Florida. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's. That's a good point because you said. I mean, this was a really aggressive drive to change the uh, the makeup of the academy for this year. So we'll see if that but, experiment I mean, works. It was aggressive, but it's still overwhelmingly old white men. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a problem. Uh, anyway, so we we've established the favorite. What mm. were some other moments that you either loved or hated about the Globes? I have been dying to talk about uh, Holly Berry and Lena Waithe. <laughs> my parents <laughs> and my mom's <laughs> my. I mean, parents. like, Holly Berry was, like, openly hitting on her, right? I mean, I That's, hope so, I mean, and she has every right. And also, how <laughs> great did Lena, how great did both of them look? Oh, yeah. And I was, oh, 
I was uh, upset. I, I almost snapped a picture of them holding hands, and I missed it by a millisecond. I did, too. Yeah. Um, so that was amazing. And then also just thinking about how they are co-producing the Boomerang TV show just really is lighting up my world, my nine-year-old world. Like, it's coming back. Like, this is very exciting. So them presenting mm-hmm. together was a real moment. Yeah. And it was yeah. just, Yeah. The handhold. Oh, there was the a hand. lot of like I don't know. I, I just felt like Holly Berry was doing all of the classic like straight girl flirting with her gay friend moves. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Where she Which was just I leaning was her quote unquote friend. That right. brings yeah. home. I was down for. No, same. Yeah, yeah I was absolutely. like, do this again. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Absolutely. I would have watched like 20 minutes of her doing that to Lena Waithe. <laughs> well, maybe there's some after party footage. Right. Maybe but Lena it Waithe got has, better. Is married, engaged oh. or something? Isn't she? Lena is married. Yes. Yes. Well, so. There Maybe they're open. <laughs> I would that. redefine the rules of my relationship for Halle for, Berry. Right, yeah. Totally. I yeah, think that's and fair. I think, and I'm sure listen, that she's a mutual hall pass. I'm, a, I'm just going to yeah. say. Pretty, like, monogamy, I just, I, more than one relationship is too much for me sure. to handle. Mm-hmm. I can barely, I obviously can't handle one right now. So Same. the thought of multiple yeah. relationships just really stresses Stressful. me out. But yes, for Halle Berry, yes. Yeah. I, I think you're on, onto something yeah. there. I mean, For yeah, sure. if Holly Berry's flirting with you, like, what are you going to say no? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I mean, I'm married. Like, <laughs> grow up. <laughs> Stranger danger. Um, what did you think of Maya and Amy? Was it too much? <gasps> no, I loved cute. it. It was cute. I thought it was the cute. I, I feel like yeah. I didn't really get why, you know? I I thought it was funny. Do we, yeah, is but, there a thought of why they did it? Oh, yeah. I was curious because I feel like I well, missed the part where the, they jumped into the, who were they playing? Just like the random. No, it was the character. Emmys. Remember that um, guy won an award oh, that, and then that's right. he oh, proposed? Right. Yeah. So, they so were, I was like, I feel like I'm missing a reference or a punchline or something. Yeah, because it, it just was felt the guy so, at the Emmys. Right. Okay. Get, I got it now. Yeah. Then, yeah, sure. <laughs> and <laughs> they Fine. should maybe host the Oscars. Yeah, there yeah. was already chatter about that, but they would be amazing. Although you had a, had a better idea. Oh, yes. Uh, Rachel Weiss, Emma Stone, Olivia Coleman <laughs> hosted together, yeah. holding hands the whole time. Yeah. Why would anyone be opposed to that? No. I'm into it. They're I, funny. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's it. Stamp of approval. Olivia yeah. Coleman genuinely seemed overwhelmed by everything that was happening to her and how it like she had won some sort of like queen for a day. She was like, mm-hmm. I flew on a private jet. Yeah. And I was like, she is very excited to be here right now. Yeah. And that's the kind of energy that I want when you receive an award. Exactly. She was gen- yeah, so genuinely grateful. Lovely. Yeah. And you know, I. the funny thing is she's been working in Britain for, yeah. I don't know what, 30 years? Like, yeah. Not 30 years, she's only in her early 40s. Um, but she's been working for a solid 20 years. Right. And she works a lot. So that she was this excited. I, it's so It was adorable. very sweet, yeah. So Once she steps into the role of uh, Queen Elizabeth in The Crown. Mm-hmm. It's over. <laughs> That's it's over it. for you, Bye. Bye. That is <laughs> <It's over. laughs> Royalty is bald. <laughs> so Royalty found dead in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> what do we want to talk about regarding the best picture wins because people were not happy. So Green Book won for comedy musical mm-hmm. and Bohemian Rhapsody won for drama. Yeah. So <laughs> Allison's shaking her head. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody is a biopic with music, so it's not technically a musical. Right. I see Just what you're saying. First glance. Yeah. 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 I know. I know. No, I'm with you. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I was Point confused, taken. too. Yeah. Noted, Allison. I didn't even know that <laughs> Green Book was a comedy. I mean, that's like the that and Beale Street are the only two I haven't seen, admittedly. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can't really speak to what's better. Um, mm-hmm. And I was watching with a friend who's another media person who was like, no, Green Book, it was, like, so good. But, like... The favorite heard has so to be many. better. Here's right? I, Kimberly. You've seen Green Book. I have. You seen can speak Green to Book, this. And I, I still need to see Beale Have heard it's a white savior movie in the vein of Crash. Mm. Maybe not as bad as Crash. What I've told people because I don't want to completely dismiss it. I think that there are important elements and I think Mahershala did a wonderful job and I don't want to speak ill of anything that Octavia Spencer like puts her seal of approval on you know what I mean Queen. 
Mm. What I've said or what I determined was it is a well done movie if this movie existed in a vacuum rather than in the real world. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So if you're just looking at elements of what makes a good, successful movie, Mm -hmm. if you didn't have any concept of why it's an issue, seeing as the moments for this black male protagonist to really shine tends to be overwhelmed by this need to be like heartfelt like this white man being taken on this journey of how he started out as a bigot but then he found mm-hmm. this exception there's this exception yeah. and that's the, that's the other thing it always requires this exceptional black person who's just like right. wow I really need to rethink my values it's <laughs> yeah. like no like you're a bigot you're yeah. garbage like yeah. do the work these people exist yeah right and so and then the moments where it's like oh yes when this exceptional black character is put up against the ills of society and it requires you rushing in to be like don't do that that's my friend and he's accomplished and wonderful it's like oh okay mm-hmm. right. like if we didn't understand the implications of that in this and that was the other thing when when fairly like peter fairly was like in pre what did he say like pre-civil rights no, I was like pre civil rights. You know, I was what? like, weren't you alive? I tuned him. I tuned <laughs> him out after a minute. He was pissing me off. Yeah, I, yeah. I was That's mad wild. at him. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I saw I saw a lot of chatter online that I thought was like good commentary that a lot of these movies, you know, like Beale. I th- I'm not sure if Beale Street was one of them, but Green Book and Bohemian Rhapsody are kind of like supposed to be representative of these communities, oh, but Lewis they're not. Yeah. Right, but they're not right. made by the communities right. that they're supposed to right. represent. Well, because you, and that was another, well, I really need to like write down who's actually yes. responsible for these tweets. But like somebody took, you know, a screenshot of the stage and said, this looks like a Woolworths counter, like in the 50s, because it was like two black people. It was just Octavia and Mahershala on yes, stage. I and saw everyone that well. else was white people. And it was just like, look at these people who are trying to infiltrate. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. And they were like, literally yeah. like standing in the back silently. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it, while God. these like yeah. three old white so dudes like, spoke. This is, yeah. Terror. Optically, this is a problem. This yeah. is a tableau that I don't need to see. I also thought like, like on this topic that it was weird when at the beginning when Sandra Oh, you know, had her like big statement about like, I'm so happy to be seeing all these faces. And then I they did this you, weird like diversity montage where they were like like cut to queer and ethnic people you know what I mean where it was just like like it was like well intentioned but it was this really weird like a shot of Lucy Liu just being like yep I don't, yeah, I've been doing this yeah <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah but then also because you reminded me that moment like at the end of her monologue when she was actually having that really genuine moment about the importance of this and why she took on this position of hosting and she said for everyone she's like I see you and then yeah. somebody laughed like there was laughter right. and I was like you don't get that she's being serious yeah, right now no. what's happening and I was like this is the problem this is the reason why she yeah. took this assignment exactly I, did, I mean yeah. unless maybe they were just hammered in, in their own world yeah, yeah. I mean that could have been me oh my god I you also know, just love paying attention Moet. I mean let's be fair Moet's my weakness and I would have been an absolute mess before the first commercial break yeah i did love when emma stone there was like that clip of her yelling i'm sorry (laughs) right because sandra oh um she was talking about crazy rich asians saying that what was the line she was like i'm the first asian american woman to play or in a in a movie like to star in a movie since Aloha. Aloha. Ghost in a Shell. And yeah. Ghost in a Shell, yeah. And, and Emma Stone was like, I'm sorry. That was perfect. I <laughs> right. will admit that Because she started. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, good. to name drop, because that's what I do now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when I interviewed Billie Jean King, um, that was like my biggest ever. Yeah. Um, she said she was so proud of Emma and what an activist she had become. Mm-hmm. But she was on a journey. And, uh, you know, and I playing BJK really kind of pushed her to be more of an activist so i'm excited about yeah. that yeah yeah uh did we want to say anything else about the golden globes Let's... i feel like that was all the, the clear... and then i just i yeah. loved oh. sandra's acceptance speech and her oh, adorable yeah. parents right and the so crying cute. and the bowing in korean and it was, yeah that was wonderful. well i will say i facebook messaged kimberly because I was like, did she not mention Jodie Comer? Oh, God. We went yeah. back through. I went back through the footage. I you know how I feel that. about my lady Jodie. I know. Queen. Yeah. Well, and she. Justice for Jodie. And so she <laughs> yes. didn't. And I thought, oh, God, what if they hate each other? What yeah. if it's a Juliana Margulies no. and an Archie Punjabi? But then I found I like to think that she them. went over to her hotel room later that night and they made up. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, whatever that yeah. means, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I'd like to think. Right. I mean, Hillary Swank forgot to thank her husband back in the day. So 
I it's mean, funny. I mean, but it's Chad, Chad Lowe. Lowe. Right? I mean, I would forget to thank him too. Flop. I, know. I, know. I was thinking the same thing though. Poor Chad Lowe. Yeah. So great though he that he cheated on Holly Marie. Mr. Montgomery. I'll oh never my god. Him. I didn't know that. On, on, <laughs> uh, no, in the show, in the show, in Pretty, in Pretty Little, Little Liars. Liars. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm dramatic. Yeah. I actually yeah. saw him at, um, what's that coffee shop we went to the other day? Verve. Verve, yeah. I saw him there oh. the other day. What? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I was like, what's up? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he directs. Does he get enough. caffeinated and then turn into Rob Lowe? Or have people seen both of them in the same place at the same time? <laughs> no, I think they're di- I think they're different people. Okay. I'm going to just say that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, so that's the Globes. I do want to say one more thing. I'm irritated, I have to say, because people are pitting Gaga and Glenn Close against each mm. other. Like, Glenn Close, clearly, her whole career deserves everything. Yeah. But people are being assholes about Gaga. Like, you I know. Mean, it's the stands. It's just, yeah. we are so ready to pit women against one another and I really have to call that out and I see a lot of gay men doing that and it's Mm -hmm. irritating Um, and they don't like it when you call it out I don't know I think it's just the easiest conversation starter for people it can never be like look how amazing this person does it's always like a comparison it's always and I'm glad (laughs) that people are like you said finally starting to say something Um, (laughs) weird example but I'm just gonna do it it was on Instagram and it was this side by side picture of Olivia Culpo and Lisa Rinna, and both of them are wearing like this Fendi bikini. And somebody's like, who wore it better? And Lisa Rinna was like, she's in her 20s. I'm in my 50s. We both look great. Let's just leave it at that. And I was like, yes, (laughs) thank you. I'm like, that needs to be how more of these conversations are just concluded. Mm -hmm. Like, nip it in the bud and be like, we're not going to play this game. We're not going to compare the two of us. Mm -hmm. There's no need for that. We're two people on two different walks of life who managed to kill it and like just. I'm sorry you're sad that you will never be in my shoes, but like, yeah, right. let it go. This Unclench. Is, this is Unclench. Just, <laughs> this is just like how people are online, though. Like, if like any pop star is nominated for something, like the stands are going to come for you. You know what I mean? Like, imagine if like Ariana Grande was nominated against like Meryl Streep or something. Do you know how many disrespectful 13 year olds would come for Meryl <laughs> Streep? <laughs> like, it's just, you know. Well, I don't want to say names, but mm-hmm. Jill and I met on a press trip. Yes. A press junket. And there's a, a <laughs> I can't even say this without laughing because it's so absurd. There's a really wonderful publicist mm-hmm. that was on the trip with us mm-hmm. who um, is a publicist for shows sometimes geared toward younger people. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that she's gotten death threats. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, from young people. <laughs> <laughs> and that I can't say it without laughing I don't know maybe it's not that funny but she's like yeah I had it and she didn't use the euphemism but I will hear um, she said yeah I had a 13 year old call me the c word yes <laughs> so insane I was like over get a in show. line though like that's over a show that all she does wild. is promote but yeah. her name is on like if you yeah, go to awful. the site you can see that she's the publicist for the show I just want to know what else is going on in this 13 year old's life exactly like what what about things that really matter no i know i don't know know. and like are they sending these notes from like a shed in the backyard like what's happening i mean maybe a basement (sighs) chained to a radiator i don't know Mm. it's gotten dark okay (laughs) (laughs) um so i wanted to chat with jill because we met on this press trip and really hit it off and i i don't usually do that with people i don't enjoy people very much so it was um, yeah so it was really fun um and then i got to know her online presence which is um hilarious and so clever Thank last you. week with the announcement of the coachella lineup jill put together a meme in the um manner of the coachella poster uh, that was so deeply queer <laughs> and hilarious. Like, I I kept looking at it, and the more I looked at it, the funnier it got, and I was tears streaming down my face with laughter. So thank you for that. Um, wow, thank you for this meeting. Yeah, agreed. Thank you for that. that was, <laughs> we needed that. that. No, we really did. It was a perfect thing to wake up to. <laughs> so, so Jill made this meme, and it had, like, headliners for the three days, mm-hmm. and then there were the secondary acts, yeah. and they were – like they went from super queer to kind of random to just yeah. like so 
anyway, so what what was the first one was Ariana Grande, Ariana Grande. which is you know in the wheelhouse. Yeah. Well, really. I wanted to. I purposefully did that. This was the the brain behind to trick people into it. Yeah, because so I was like, I wanted people to be like, oh yeah, I heard yeah, Ariana yeah. was, and then they're looking, they're like, wait, what does that say? Like you know. <laughs> but also, she's got a t- definitely her queer vibes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her whole mm-hmm. queer whatever she puts out in the world so yeah that and then Kate Blanchett for the second day yeah Kate Blanchett yeah and then the third day headlining is Blake Lively's Suits from A Simple (laughs) Fame and I I was like that's where you'll find me and the the brotherfucker tent yes that was so funny the brotherfucker tent I was just like uh, this calls to me. This speaks to me. Yeah. That's yeah. where I'll be. <laughs> I can't, like, the, the meme just went so viral, and I really didn't expect, I feel like I literally put this together as, like, an inside joke between me and my friends, and, like, yeah. some, like, ten lesbians online, <laughs> and the fact that it, like, blew up, I was like, there's no way that all of you, like, all these people know what I'm talking about when I say Rachel Vice is spit. Like, I, how? <laughs> you know? And who doesn't want to watch Robin Wright killing a man? Right, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. or... Um, um, I love your uh, secondary act that was just anxiety. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just. I liked people were like tweeting, a lot of people were tweeting me like ones like that where they were like, the one that I, I don't know why, this is the one that made me laugh at my own joke every time somebody said it, every time somebody tweeted me being like, LMAO, Katy Perry at the bottom of the lineup. I was just like, <laughs> that one, I know, that one made me laugh too. I mean, I um, love Katy Perry, even though she's problematic and has had her moments. I, I think she's, learning uh anyway um it was funny though i mean like the a simple favor movies twitter like tweeted me oh yeah which these movies they always do that right busy phillips um like and then yeah like this was (laughs) my because it was like lindsay lohan samantha ronson yeah i literally feel like i'm lindsay lohan yeah i so i put on there the ghost of lindsay lohan and then right next to it was samantha ronson (laughs) and then lindsay lohan commented on busy phillips like posts about it just like laughing and I was like I'm out here rewriting lesbian history for free like here's Lindsay Lohan laughing about her relationship with Samantha Ronson where's my check exactly (laughs) yeah I forget now you had the glove from Carol the glove from Carol yeah um, what were some other ones? My other favorite, like, greatest hit of this was um, Elizabeth Perkins commented on it as well and her. said, um, Laura Linney, though, is what she said. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, collab, collab. Shut oh, up. Yeah. Go, I'm Elizabeth into it. Perkins. I'm ready for yeah. that. Yeah. The one that I was like, mm. When you were like white women calling the police, and I was like, I'm not gonna pay to see that. <laughs> they do it for free all over town, That's and true. I'm always unimpressed. Yeah, I saw on the converse side of that, true. a lot of people were like, uh, men apologizing. I'd pay a lot to see that. <laughs> yeah, that never totally. happens. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. God. Well, and I told Jill earlier, one of my favorite random parts of it was mm-hmm. just um, everything Reese Witherspoon read this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. It's just, and I'm like, how long did it take you to put this together? Like, forty five minutes. Get I would say. out. Well done. What is that? Is that short no? That's because I was yeah, like, well done. Yeah, because no. then how did you? And the you only just thing Photoshop it. Like, no, you... it, there's literally a Coachella lineup generator, which is I. Amazing. It was like midnight, and I typed into Google. This? I was like, I wonder, because I really want to do a spoof of this, but like, I don't oh even, God. I don't want to go through like hell photoshopping yeah. this. And there was one, and I was like, this is crazy. So I would say it took me literally like twenty minutes to actually enter all of the things. But then it was like, you know, some of everything Reese Witherspoon read this year was like very long and like r- running off the page. Then I had to like the rest of the time was just spent making sure that it all fit on a page. So, so there was a, there was a lot that I cut. I'll say that. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I would imagine. So. Kind of going off of that, mm-hmm. um, you've got a lot of positive responses to that, but you have talked a lot also about being trolled and what is, you have what, 35,000 plus Twitter yeah. followers? Yeah. Which I'm still like, how the hell did you get all of those? <laughs> what did you do to get them? Uh, I don't, I don't, you don't know. know. It's just, it was like, you know, it. I've never had any sort of like overnight chunk of following, I guess. Like, I feel like I've been on Twitter for a decade and... Um, I would say maybe like four or five years ago, um, I was like friends with a person who had like a big online presence and they retweeted me all the time and then, you mm-hmm. know, just started like growing from gotcha. there. Like Mar- Mara Wilson retweeted me all the time, which I felt like, I don't, I mean, these are boring facts, but uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm interested. I asked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I feel like it was just like this weird, slow incline. Um, yeah, but I mean, anytime something like that goes viral, I'll get like a couple thousand followers or something. Wow. Yeah, but that doesn't happen often at all. Mm-hmm. That week was the only time I've ever had to like, s- I had two super viral tweets and I had never even had something like that before. Like with the one was the Coachella one and then a couple days before that just like serendipitously was the, I tweeted about, it was a real article I wrote. I like took a screenshot of it for, it was something I wrote for Into. It was called um, Aquamarine was 100 million times better than Aquaman or something. Like I think that was the title. And I like tweeted it out saying, I forget what I said. I was was like, sometimes you have to say the things that people aren't willing to say or something. And and, And it was really just because like I just have a personal vendetta against Jason Momoa and I love Aquamarine. Oh my God. Oof. What? Oh, I want to hear that. Oh. Well, do you guys not know the thing about he's like weird, jo- like rape jokes? Yes. No, I know I that don't this know is like this. very disappointing. Uh, I'm trying to. Wh- where I, was I that? Um, it, was it was like 2011 Comic Con yeah, or something. It was not. Cool. Uh, and okay. he, yeah, he made some like disgusting joke about how the best like perk of his job at Game of Thrones is that he gets to rape beautiful women. Yeah. Um, and like I know, like I, I'm also. I can be on the other side of this argument about like, you know, this was like one thing a person said years ago, you know, at what point do we like forgive and move on? Um, but f- I don't know, like for him, I just, it stained him so much for me that I, every time yeah. I see him, I just think of, you made that joke. You thought that was funny. Like right. there's no way that you still don't think that's funny. Like I can tell that you, your apology was just because people, there was backlash, you know? So I anyway, get, I just I mean, don't like him. Or just, this like, was a, what does that indicate about you and who you are? Right. Yeah. And then, like, what are you saying with all... That was on a Comic-Con panel. What are you saying with all your guys? With, friends? like, kids in the audience. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Right, yeah. What are you telegraphing? Yeah. Exactly. So, sometimes, I don't like him. You know, sometimes that is who they are. I mean, these are old examples, but years and years ago, I read an article. Uh, I don't know if I read it. Maybe I just heard that it was in the article. Uh, Sean Connery had said that every woman needs to be slapped once in a while. This is a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, and he has a notorious history. Of I, I don't even know because I don't follow Sean Connery. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, Mel Gibson. This was a long yes. time ago. <gasps> very long time ago. Made homophobic comments. <clears throat> and I never forgave him. And I never gave him money at the box office. Yeah. And then he proved that he never changed. Well, exactly. Yeah. It's like, you. I mean... People certainly do grow and change, like I have in the last decade, you know? But, like, I don't know. I mean, he was an adult man when he said it, and it was, like, I don't know. I think the audacity to say something like that on a Comic-Con panel is so crazy to me. Yeah, and considering the audience, that's really problematic. Yeah, and he was, like, sitting next to Lena Headey, who was just, like, looking at him, like, are you out of your... What is wrong with you? (laughs) Ugh, like she well, could I have stabbed him in yeah. the next moment, and people would have been Ooh, like, "That's cool." That, yeah, that would have been good. Wait right? Yeah, yeah, we loved that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that, but yeah. Uh, so I really want to know a little bit about what you put up with as far as getting trolled. Yeah, right. We were talking about this a little bit before. Like, I, I get. I mean, anytime I post any sort of like take on like rape culture or whatever, like anything about women and rape culture, like men certainly get in my mentions and like call me a bitch and whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I get called a bitch every day by a person. No matter, I don't doesn't have to be a man. But I, do, I was saying to you, like, I do actually get trolled predominantly by women or queer women and I think it's not like they don't think that it's trolling they think it's like trying to be smart and like compete with me or you know (laughs) be like you know you love Tessa Thompson in a suit you're forgetting about blah 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 like they I don't know I feel like they always try and one time I posted something like this is a small example one time I posted something about like uh the women I love the most from Marvel uh Mm -hmm. movies and a ton of like queer women like came at me being like you forgot about Tessa Thompson you forgot about that and I was like I that's okay like I'm I there's only 280 characters or whatever right. like I people have different opinions I was just saying who I like in these movies like it, you can like different people that's fine so I feel like a lot of the like I get really really frustrated on a daily basis by people who think that they're being fun or maybe even like flirty or like competitive in like a intellectual mm-hmm. way when really it's just like when you deal with it all day every day it just it, it's just annoying like, yeah. for people to just constantly be like you're wrong what about this even though I'm saying it in a oh. funny way I guess maybe it seems like negging like maybe other people totally. will be like well this is how I'll get attention well, that's like, how yeah. I think yeah I, and like I I get the instinct to be like oh like 
or even if it's like something that's meant to be like flattering to me, like she'll think this is funny. It's like, I oftentimes don't because it makes me feel bad when I tweet something and you're like, well, that's wrong. This is better. And I'm like, well, then don't, you don't have like, to Like have at it. Even. You have your own Twitter exactly. account. Exactly. Like go wild. Yeah. Yeah. Like go something nuts. I just always want to reiterate to the Twitter communi- community is just, you know that you don't have to respond to a tweet, right? Yeah. Like even, yeah. <laughs> like I, and I, I, I no, say that they, to men. They uh, might not know that. Ugh, no. It's like they naps probably are don't. free. Do something else. Right. They probably don't know I that. I mean, men really don't know that. No. Like I always get, <laughs> I, you know, and I, I certainly don't want to take the heat off of men. Like they are definitely the ones that troll mm-hmm. me the most and say things like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get like gross comments because I'm so like aggressively gay online I do get like a lot of men making gross comments about like well I'd like to see you and blah 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 and I'm like okay you can kill yourself like that's disgusting don't talk to me (laughs) like that yeah blocked yeah blocked and reported yeah so I get that um I get that kind of trolling you were talking about just in writing articles when I do lists um you know I could say I could write a list like the best of blah 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 and that's one thing but sometimes I'll write a list that's like ex, excellent, I don't know, yeah. um, lesbian sex scenes. Right. That's not necessarily comprehensive, mm-hmm. but people don't get that. Yeah, no. And you'll even, I'll even write it in the intro. Yeah. It's not a comprehensive yeah, list. Yeah, these are Please my opinions. Please feel free to add, you know, but, you know, people are like, well, where's this? Where's yeah. that? You forgot this. You forgot that. I'm yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. And like, you know, obviously, like, I'm like, super grateful for everyone, like anyone who chooses to follow me and what I have to say about Rachel Vice's face, like, which is most (laughs) of my tweets. Yeah. Um, But, but, you know, it is like, it is just exhausting, like, all day, every day, because it is also my job is to be writing about, you know, queer cinema and TV and whatever. And so like, I'm always having to for work put takes out there mm-hmm. you know and yeah. so to like constantly have them dissected being like well this should have been number one instead of what you said it's just like it's exhausting um and it's i'm like, often why like why don't you go get a job right and write something yeah and then maybe i'll listen to your opinion yeah, yeah. it's it's just i often have to be reminded that twitter is a forum that's what it is for like it is for discussion um but i always put things out there being like please don't t- talk to me today like, <laughs> <laughs> that's such a weird thing you're like you have the same number of hours in the day that mm-hmm. i do it is completely yeah. upon you yeah. to you know I, right. What am I trying? You know what I'm trying to say, but it's just like, like yeah, you can then do the things. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. Nobody said you couldn't. Yeah. yeah. So it's your own life. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I have been very surprised by the behaviors of online queer women, though, in the past mm-hmm. year or so. Um, but I, I, yeah. I mean, I think. I don't know. I've said I've said what I needed to say. Okay, <laughs> I'll stop you. There. No, no. I, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm grateful for for everything. Yeah. You know that has come my way. Uh, but it is I don't think that one of my friends said something to me recently that I just like think about all the time now he was like I don't think that as humans we are meant to interact this much or communicate this much on a daily basis and like Mm. you know like not because it's not our not in a way that we're communicating face to face but like the way that like I'm looking at like you know hundreds of things that people are saying all day every day online whether it's to me or other people's opinions or whatever and it's like it gets so exhausting and draining and you realize that at the end of the day I don't know if you guys have any sort of like anxiety from social media which I think is like a very common thing now but it's like I don't I I agree with that I'm like I don't think that we are supposed to be talking this much (laughs) I mean I think that's a really interesting thing just in terms of what it does as a means of communication disseminating information I think like it's brilliant the yes. ability to learn about things at a clip that we never have before. And of course, mm-hmm. that requires human beings and our brains to evolve. And I don't know what that means. But at the same time, I get what you're saying, because there's so many people that we interact with now that we can't put through this like lens of consideration or empathy or being like, I know this human being, like I actually see them, I conduct yeah. myself around them. So when they're saying these things, like I know how to handle them. Or if they say something that feels off the cuff, I can understand that maybe they didn't mean it to sound the way that it sounded. And that's impossible to do with a complete stranger Mm -hmm. that you have no concept of, like, except for words on a page. Right. Well, the internet in general is like, you know, everything is black and white. Like, there is no gray areas. There's no actual, I think, room for, like, real 
conversation because of like cancel culture and like as soon as mm-hmm. one person says something then like they're canceled and there's no I don't like there's no gray areas or there's means no for actual right there's no yeah. nuance and like mm-hmm. I have conversations all day every day with other people in queer media or just media about you know I don't know the the things that we you know dissect every day online that I feel like are so much more nuanced and progressive than the things that like I you know you often I hear people say all the time like I couldn't say this online right because if I yeah. say it people will just come for the one thing you know mm-hmm. they'll like come for you about the one thing yeah. um and so that's like I, th- I don't know that's the nature of Twitter though it is it's a necessary evil at this point yeah yeah and it's and it's so Twitter is so good and like has done so much. I think like I've learned personally so much about like so many, th- like that's kind of embarrassing to say cause it's like a friggin' app, but like, <laughs> you know, like I've learned so much about like, you know, different voices and different, you know, things that I wasn't exposed to in my like very sheltered youth from this platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the ability like, to like organize movements, totally. Like, right. like, yeah, right. You know, it yeah. is like it's definitely like Arab a good Spring. Like how did th- I know to imagine the concept of things like that being yeah. fostered and pushed by social media? That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it has definitely done wonders for us and for activism and for like moving conversations forward. But there are a lot of conversations that people are having off of Twitter that are also better. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, that's why we're here. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, so we should move on to mm-hmm. our topic, um, which is the L word. Fifteen years ago, on January 18th, the L word premiered on Showtime. And I think it's safe to say that it changed culture in a way for queer women. So we really want to kind of pay homage to that and also to look at the problematic pieces of the L word and also just kind of discuss, you know, why we liked it, why we hated it, why we hate watched it, you know, all of the above. Who were our crushes? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't want to (laughs) start. So I'm going to ask. Jill, what was your first experience with the L word? So I'm like, I'm like definitely like an L word noob because I came out like later in life. Like I came out when I was 23. Um, and so I, I hadn't seen the L I was a very, I said this before, I was a very sheltered kid. My parents didn't let me see anything PG-13 until I was 13. Um, and so like, oh, wow. I didn't even, I didn't know about the L word growing up, which is dark. Um, yeah. And so I was like became aware of it uh, in my like early 20s, but I didn't watch it until I was like that year when I was kind of coming to terms with everything and realizing like, oh, shit, um, I'm fucking gay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I remember um, I remember I started I was like, whatever, I'll just like watch one episode, see what this stupid show's about. I was like so resentful of it, like whatever, like this is like the gay show. I'll just watch one episode. It's probably gonna be dumb. And I watched one episode. and I was like, okay, this rocks. Um, and, <laughs> but I remember I was at the time I was working. What about at, it rocked for you though? Um, I mean, like, honestly, I have a sweet spot in general for, like, 2000s television. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, all of, like, truly, like, the outfits and the hair and, like, just the culture Veronica and the music. Mars. Very all of much it. of a time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I was like, oh, I love this. And, like, the, you know, even, like, the storytelling of, like, 2000s premium television. Like, I like I loved, like, Weeds and, like, everything, like, mm-hmm. of that era. Were so you a I really, Veronica Mars fan? I actually never watched it, which I know is insane. It, it was so good. I got to watch that. Kristen Bell's hair is of an era. Yeah. Like, Alice's hair is so insane, you know, especially yeah. in the pilot, like, whatever. But so, I and, and then, of course, obviously, like, I, you know, I had never seen any, anything besides maybe, like, Orange is the New Black at that point okay. with, um, like, women just, like, openly having sex and, like, having these, like, drawn out storylines together. Um, but I remember I was working at Nickelodeon at the time and I, there were no queer people there and it was like a very homophobic work environment. Oh, it's terrible. And I remember saying to like my, I had like a couple of friends there. I remember being in the kitchen. I remember it so distinctly saying to one of my friends, like, and I thought it was so casual too. I really didn't know. I was such an idiot, such a baby that I didn't know the, like, the L word was like 
the lesbian show. I mean, like I know I knew that it was, but I didn't know that like only queer people watched it really, which is a sad truth. I, I think more people should have watched it. But I, I remember saying to my friend, I was like, have you ever seen The L Word? And she was like, oh, the gay show? And I was like, what? no, because I was like so closeted. <laughs> I was like, no, no, what? No, it's just that it's on just Showtime. It's about women. It's a, yeah, a strong it's a str- professional feminism women, show. They, yeah. they love each other. Yeah, like, no, they're, they're, very it's, supportive. they're all it's friends. It's like the Golden yeah. Girls, <laughs> yeah. but younger. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember her be- saying to me, and it was so jarring because it was right before I came out, she was like, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen it, but the only like people I know that have watched it, uh, like, just became lesbians like right after and I was like no that's not true that's for sure yeah I remember just being like that's definitely not true definitely not for me either so um and then it yeah I became a lesbian (laughs) so weird showtime propaganda look at that converting women left and right agit prop television of all places (laughs) yeah look at that well they did have queer as folk so right uh so Kimberly what was your your early memory of the L word I mean so I was actually introduced to it I think maybe a little bit later that year or I guess technically whenever it first came out on DVD and it was introduced to me by a friend while we were in college uh, who's actually uh, a cis hetero woman and she's like there's this show called L Word and I have the season one DVD and I think, you know, she was one of those where it's like, ooh, Shane and how Shane was always like, oh, yeah. for a like this is hetero girls yes, who were just yeah. like, yeah. especially when we're, you know, in college, it's like, oh, I think I could. Yeah. With mm-hmm. someone like, she was like the OG Ruby yeah, Rose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she actually was I just like, know. oh, you should, yeah. you should watch this. So I was like, okay. So I just now, watched it in my dorm. Now, were you at that time? I mean, so my story is, I would say, I different from a lot of people. I've never asked you. My story is different from a lot yeah. of people in the way that I think that I just, in general, was always a very late bloomer. Mm-hmm. You know, like, in terms of, like, didn't, we'll just be honest. This is honest. Like, didn't lose my virginity until 22. Always had, like, attraction to people being it men or being at women like I always recognized that but also never felt it a thing that needed to be said I was like mm-hmm. I don't know because I'm just not really excited about anyone or I don't want to be in a relationship and I went to college and I was like I'm here to I was one of those I was like I'm here to learn <laughs> I don't need to be in a relationship like that was yeah, my yeah. whole thing and it was just and also Which is something really that we never lesbian. really talked about <laughs> at home so I mean mine was and then just in terms of coming out and who I came out to, for me it always was matter of fact like I always felt supported and nurtured like I didn't need to say something and it would always I think take the form of like a backdoor like I think that person's really attractive Mm -hmm. and then but if anyone ever asked I would never be like well I was always like I'm bisexual like I would never have a problem saying it Mm -hmm. but I would never feel like I ever needed to burst into a conversation by saying it or sit somebody down and talk about it yeah like I don't know that's something that I never experienced and never did and I recognize that as a very rare situation and I don't know if that means that I'm blessed and fortunate that I didn't have to I don't see it as a thing that I ever shied away from or felt embarrassed to share because I've always been very open and honest about it especially if someone asks like I'll just tell you Mm -hmm. I have no issue and especially I don't know maybe it comes back to the bisexuality thing of having to do it over and over again it's just something that I've done so many times over the years that it never felt like a bold statement it was always just like this is me, this is Mm -hmm. me again, this is, hey, one more time, this is me, so that's kind of how it happened. So I don't know if that was just like a, but I would say probably while I was still in college, I wasn't that vocal about it, Mm -hmm. so it's like maybe she just caught wind or was like, I really like this show and I think you'll like it too, so I started watching it and I was like, Ow. <laughs> Ow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I remember loving it right away. I devoured yeah. that DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, yeah. So that was it. So I think it was only like a few months or maybe the year after. Maybe, maybe 2005, 2005 was when probably. it, yeah. So uh, the reason I didn't want to go first <laughs> was because my, my relationship to the L word started kind of somberly. Um, and I didn't want to be a downer right off the bat. Mm. But so... Going way back, when I was a kid and a teenager and in my early 20s, there were zero queer characters on television and very few in film, um, but zero on television. Like when Penny Marshall just died, I lost my shit because I realized that 
Laverne and Shirley to me was the closest thing that I had ever seen that looked like something I wanted. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were roommates and best friends and they shared a bedroom. Yeah. I mean, so to me, that was really formative. So anyway, I was in my early 30s and um, I had been writing for our local queer newspaper magazine, Metroline Magazine in Connecticut. And it was 2003 and I got the DVD. I got the first five episodes of The L Word in December. It happened that my dad had been diagnosed with cancer the summer before, and by December he went into the hospital, and he never came out. He um, passed in February of um, 2004. But so I had these L Word DVDs. My dad was getting sicker and sicker, and um, it was a bomb, like a salve for me. I just, I think I watched those first five episodes over and over, because for one thing, I'd never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. on television or you know some movies but nothing so bold and no no community um and i have to be honest it's i feel almost embarrassed to say it now i feel like i i really thought that community was here and i realized when i moved to la it was it's really not it, it's more kind of dispersed than mm-hmm. that um but I feel like, in part, I moved to L.A. because I wanted that community. Um, you know, also, I love film and, you know, whatever. But so, yeah, for me, um, The L Word was revelational. And at first, I think I didn't notice any of its problems. I mean, I may have noticed them, but I forgave them all. Mm-hmm. Like, I went back and watched the pilot, and, like, that is so... Oh, she's so severe in the pilot. Yeah. And, you know, but they soften her yeah. as they go along. But, you know, I go back and look at the pilot and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, she's psycho. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, so that's why I didn't want to start because it's a little bit of a sad story. But it it really helped get me through that time. I just well, I watched them over and over and yeah. over. Yeah. So. It's, it's yeah. interesting how I, I think the L word has been there for so many people in so many different ways, you know, like so many like it's such an easy question I think especially you know for queer women to be like how like what's your L word story because it usually you watch it at a time it it was formative for a lot of people in different Mm -hmm. ways like for me I was a latecomer but it was definitely the same experience of I watched it because I was dealing with this thing and it became really important to me and now I can watch it like candy because it reminds me of that time you know what mm-hmm. I mean um like that's like a really like nostalgic thing for me to rewatch it too and again like there's a lot of issues that like I was at the time completely overlooking because like well okay get rid of that let me just see the, like the gay stuff because that's what I'm here for right. and I'll forgive this and then go back later um but yeah mm-hmm. so I think it, it is interesting how how easy it is for queer women to relate to it uh and there's really nothing quite like it. I mean, I think Orange no. is and the New Black is the closest. Yeah. 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 Um, I would say in terms of, it, it's not that I was ever in a situation of like grappling with the feelings that I had. I don't think that that was ever the right. thing. But it definitely made me c- comfortable and like actually more excited about being vocal, you yeah. know, being more vocal about yeah. who I was. like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know what I'm feeling because I felt this way for a long time. Like, I think I feel like I felt this way since maybe like third grade. But I'm like just seeing examples of, you know, just manifestations or different characters of like how you can express yourself Mm -hmm. as a queer person. I was like just seeing examples was really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So I do want to touch on obviously I've been rewatching The L Word because even at this juncture, we have shows like um, The Bold Type, which I love. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I think we familiar. all do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kimberly doesn't know anything about it. Uh, I think we in this room, we all love that. And, you know, there are other, God, now I, well, of course, I've, you know, since had Pretty Little Liars and, um, well, Callie in Arizona and Grey's Anatomy. And so there have been others. And, um, but I was craving queer content. So yeah. I went back and restarted watching The L Word recently. And I knew that it was biphobic. I knew that it was transphobic in a lot of its writing. I will say um, I'm not forgiving it and I'm not saying it's okay. That's how we used to be. Yeah. We were like that. Um, A lot of the way things, I mean, it might be a little more than, I mean, I always tried to be kind of open to people's identities and understanding, but I think that 
you know, especially Kimberly, you can probably speak to this, but bisexual women have put up with that kind of mm-hmm. bullshit. Um, Still do. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, you know, you go back and watch the L word and it's like so horrible to, um, what is it, Dana? Um, what is, she, she says so many terrible things to Alice about mm-hmm. being bisexual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like a, yeah. a running joke. Is yeah, it? where it's just like, just make up your mind and yeah. that and then not understanding like, how to deal with that whole relationship between Lovely. Alice and Lisa? Uh, right, you oh, know, right. Um, was um, he was Devin Gummersall? Ma- he was a male-identified lesbian. Right, yeah, right. There was, yeah, was there were a lot of things troublesome. in that first season. That you first know, and couple, then of course yeah. everything with Max. Max, yeah. But mm-hmm. Max was one of the first trans characters on television, yeah. so right. you have the the good and bad. I I don't know. Yeah, it was like it's it was like good but done badly in a way. Yes. You know, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, which was a lot of the L word. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and then the, like that final season, it got the L word imploded on itself yes. because it, Eileen Shagan made it so meta. Mm-hmm. Like all she did was start commenting on people's reaction to the L word, and that became the show, mm-hmm. which is where it eventually went wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the sixth season, I think, is unwatchable. I I would like to up through the fifth season. I have um, not seen the fifth or sixth season, actually, yeah. because it starts going really off the rails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everyone told me, they were like, you don't need to watch it. There's a murder. Like, you just don't. It doesn't yeah. matter. You're going to hate it. You do want to give a little wiggle room to something like that because it's brand new, uncharted mm-hmm. territory. So you're right. like, it's going to be messy and there are going to be things that you can't antici- anticipate right. and are not going to do correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously that show could not exist in its form now. It would be no. ripped apart. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that we should <laughs> mention there is allegedly a reboot. Allegedly. Yeah. And... I'm getting blue balls about this. Uh, I am too, reboot. but I remembered. Yeah. I remembered that I saw on Jennifer Beale's Instagram that she was with Leisha and Kate Monig, and they were teasing something about the reboot, and that was only a couple of months ago. Hmm. So you know, hopefully it's in. So I know that yeah. we don't have a whole lot of time, but I have to ask quickly: crushes? Who were your L word crushes? Mm. Dana. Dana. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have two, okay. Dana being the first one. So please continue. No, Dana Dana for sure. I mean, like, I was a tennis lesbian, and so I, like, <laughs> oh. relate to her as well. I was at my, like, Excuse the... Me, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was the uh, captain of my high school tennis team, oh. varsity and JV, twice captain. <laughs> so I, like, wow. no, but tennis has been, like, a part of my life, and so I was just, like... I I also like saw a lot of myself in her and my fears about like appearing as butch because I liked sports and mm-hmm. you know all of that kind of stuff that she deals with in the first season and whatnot. Uh, but I yeah I I she's super hot and I also loved Al- uh, Alice because she's kind of the like me now I feel like right. where she's like this I don't know like media personality in Los Angeles. So you're saying you're attracted to people who are like you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> people at my family always, like, whenever I have a girlfriend, really they're like, she the looks root. like you. And I'm like, no, she's just a girl. Like, stop. <laughs> stop rejecting these this. things yeah. on me. But maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> so Kimberly? Uh, I was also a Dana. Um, <laughs> I just... Um, yeah, because I always liked her look and her vibe. If you're talking specifically, like physically, yes, Erin Daniels. I was always like, she's yeah. cute. I know, yeah, yeah. and uh, I will never not be like, you know, raise your hand if you were, you know, victimized by her. Yes. Spoiler alert, death. Um, I'm, I'm like still not over it. And None of us are listening to like you are my sunshine. Will just like snap me back into that <laughs> yeah. moment. Um, oh, that's right. That was a very difficult moment. Yeah. But yeah, and mm-hmm. I also just liked sort of watching her be sort of like Bambi on ice, like sort of stumbling mm-hmm. towards like how you know self realization, how, to be, realization, how yeah. to be gay. I was yeah. like, okay, because it was happening kind of at the same time. Like I said, I never had an issue with. Um, recognizing who I was and how I felt, but it's still kind of like, you know, how do you spread that out into the world? And so that was an mm-hmm. interesting thing that kind of, you know, concurrent timelines. And then obviously I'm just going to say, you know, Carmen. I loved Carmen. loves Carmen. Oh, duh, but I mean, look at one, well, look at her. Two, so just the attractive. fieriness and yeah. the yeah. self-assuredness. That was more, I was just like, ooh, I just, I wish I yeah. could have that level of confidence mm-hmm. and just, you know, she was just very exciting. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So hot. Um, but then also I have to give props and my love for uh, Alice just being like yeah. out here out here for the bi girls. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And well, I just loved her sense of humor. I was like, I very, so very yes. much akin to her sense of and humor. And Leisha too, Haley yeah. is so shy. Really? Huh. Like, I interviewed her once many, many moons ago, like 2008. She was the first interview I did when we launched She Wired. Wow. And she was so shy. Like, um, so not at all like Alice, but very nice. Yeah. Um, so my favorite, um, hands down, that. I mean, mm, anyone yeah. who wears a power suit and spews art theory. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, it's that yeah. kind of hot. She is a power um, bitch. Academic dominatrix type of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my number one. I'm also an Alice. I loved Alice. Yeah. Although I, I, again, I teased you about that, but I feel like I'm Alice. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but I also I like the find her. like to battle to the death. <laughs> Whoever yeah. wins gets to be Alice. I, I would argue that you are more Alice just because you have a podcast and have been like at this doing queer media longer. Like you are definitely an Alice. Right. Well, I'll take it. Yeah. Take it. Nobody picked sure. Jenny. That's so weird. You know what? Huh. I do want to talk about Jenny. All right. Fine. Yeah. Let's talk about her. I, I will say too, I have to just do a throw out. I, I, Rachel Shelley, so beautiful oh, as Helena, yeah. and then yes, oh my god, I forgot of like okay. women in suits. Uh, yeah, never mind. I'm Helena going with her. I, for, I like forgot <laughs> about Helena, Helena yeah. chanting Helena Peabody. Helena Peabody. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can't lie, not my usual aesthetic, but I think Kristen Stewart has changed this. Going back and watching Shane. Okay. Like, cause yeah. there's a little Kristen Stewart has a little Shane vibe. Yeah. Um, I think Kate Monig is so cute, and I think she's a really strong actress. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize how good she was yeah. until rewatching. Okay, so here's the thing. I love Mia Kirshner. I mm-hmm. think she's a Jenny. Yeah. I think she's a wonderful actress who was she's given so talented. a pile of oh, shit yeah. Yeah. to yeah. deal with yeah. on the L yes. word. Like, she's so maligned. In the hands of a lesser person, there would probably be, like, pitchforks outside of Showtime's <laughs> I mean, they're office. pretty much worse. Yeah. yeah. So... But here's the thing. So she's annoying, uh, you know, with the whole Tim and Marina thing because she's so manipulative. And, yeah. But I kind of forgave that she's fucked up. Can I give yeah. a quick shout out to Tim, Eric? I, he's We're talking about he's crushes. Adorable. I'm also yes. going to say Eric maybe. Yeah. So. yeah no, he's yeah. adorable. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Actually, sure. Yeah. He has great arms. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. 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 Arms. Oh, yeah. And we have the same birthday. Ooh. Oh, carry on. Good to know. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to say I think that Jenny got a really bad rap. End of season one, all of season two, and all of season three, she is fine. It's it's the <laughs> beginning of season four where they really start to give fine. her uh, like she's not she's like just kind of you're just fun. like oh that little sister you're like she's, fine no all she's right. not manipulative she's cute Ugh, and I I loved Carmen I got excited I'm just shaking my mic here uh, I loved Carmen but going back and watching she was an asshole to Jenny. She dated mm. Jenny the whole time she wanted to yeah, be with Yeah, that Shane. was awful. Oh, yeah. oh, and yeah, she yeah, was yeah. horrible yeah. to her. Fair enough. I will I'm say just going to say that. About Jenny as well, like, you know, because I was so closeted and didn't have, like, any queer community when I went into this watching it, like, I didn't know anything about, like, the stereotypes about, or, like, the characters, you know what I mean, with people being like, oh, my God, Dana, don't even watch past season three. Like, I didn't know any of the stuff about the L word. Mm-hmm. And so when I first started watching it, like, I was like, into Jenny like I was because you know she, in the yeah. pilot like she's the one you're supposed to be kind of rooting for oh, yeah. before she gets crazy but like she gets the winner's edit as they call it like right. yeah she's got the focus yeah. yeah and so like and I was dealing with coming out and whatever and so I was like I really identified with that story and I was like I really like Jenny and Jenny's super hot and then you know as it went on I was like okay I see the issues <laughs> with her the poor thing though but yeah. Mia is so lovely and I met her once and she couldn't have been nicer and I'm just like you poor thing they made you do awful things like mm. the whole thing with the dog that was just that was the low point really low Wait, point what, what, I don't remember the dog she adopted a dog an old dying dog oh, yes. so that she could manipulate the girlfriend <laughs> yeah. of the woman who wrote a bad review about her yes I <laughs> forgot about that nightmare it was so horrible <laughs> wow. anyway I do think we probably need to wrap up. Um, was there anything we wanted to say about the L word that? Um... Oh, I mean, my favorite was just, I think also at watching it sort of in real time, having then moved to LA and understanding the 
Hollywood version of LA or meaning, you know, what they would film in Vancouver or Toronto or wherever and then yeah. comparing it to the That was one of the first shows where I was really like, you guys, that's not LA. <laughs> and that was really fun. So I remember cuz I want to start going back through it too. Yeah. But I remember maybe it was I think it was the um the part of the show where they're having uh you know all the protests outside of the CAC and they get oh, right. arrested and thrown in jail. <laughs> oh my and there's God. there is a sign up in the police station where it says it's something promoting like neighborhood watch or something and it spells neighbor with a u ah! and i was like production designer i was like you had one job you did what's God. going on mm-hmm. i was like this is america so it's just fun <laughs> things like that that i'm looking forward to like getting back to so i think i want to do like yeah. a hashtag you know quote unquote live tweet even though it's not really like live at this point yeah. but i want to go back through the no, show i think it just, would be yeah, fun yeah yeah for well, the end, yeah. For the fifteenth anniversary, I'm going to do it. Do it. Yeah. I mean, there are there's, they shot plenty in LA though. Mm-hmm. Like once they shot outside of my, they shot one scene in front of my old apartment. I wasn't there at the time, but uh, I went back and rewatched it. And Dana's training out in front of yeah. my old apartment. I was like, oh, is by Runyon Canyon. Oh, so and yeah. they shot Runyon a bunch right, of times. Right, right. And um, I just got to the episode where. The Shane billboard, um, oh Allison Shane God. defaced the billboard, <laughs> and it's at Harper and Sunset. Oh, so, yeah. So, there are a few things now. Okay. Well. Anyway. Okay. So, um, I think that's all the time we have. Um, but thank you to Kimberly and Jill for being here. And I just need Jill, where can people find you on social media? Um, I am at Jillboard, like Billboard, on Twitter. <laughs> and my name, my real name, Jill Gutowitz on Instagram. Okay. Oh, I don't follow you on Instagram. Ooh, drama. I know. <laughs> Three, two, one. Kimberly, where can we find you on social media? Yeah, so on Twitter, you can find me at Tweet de Guerre, like Nom de Guerre. You, you, like every single time, <laughs> like listen, this is now. I've been well, I've been on there since Twice. 2011, and I hey. thought it was brilliant at the time, and I stand by it. It is so it's brilliant. Yeah, and then on um, Instagram, it's Foxy McGee, F O X Y M C G E. Great, and I'm Tracy Gilchrist, T R A C Y middle initial E, G I L C H R I S T. That's on Twitter and Instagram. So. Thanks. We'll see you next time.